Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt.co, my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Venezuela military seizes 315 ASIC miners. Signal downloads surge in Hong Kong. And in our main story, Blue Leaks. How the FBI tracks Bitcoin laundering on the dark web. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show on Thursday, July 9th, 2020. And for some reason, the name Thursday reminds me of the movie I just watched the other day, What Happened to Monday. And it's a movie that's set in the future where the whole world is under a one-child policy, where they only can have one child. And anything over that one child, the child gets confiscated by the state. It's on Netflix. I passed it up for probably around six months. And then when I finally watched it, I thought, hey, this is pretty good. It's a nice evening to spend watching a movie. I don't know why I skipped it so much. So if you're looking for a good movie, that's my recommendation of the week, I guess. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know I'm going to be doing a recommendation of the week, but that's my recommendation of the week. And check it out. And another thing we have to check out is our crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. So the market is down a little bit today. Bitcoin at 9,240, down 2%. Ethereum, 240.22, down 2.25%. Litecoin, 44.37, down 1.6%. Bitcoin Cash, 238, down 2.8%. And XRP is the only one that's up, sitting at an even 20 cents. The FBI is actively tracking blockchain. Money laundering with Monero. In our main story, decrypt writer Tim Lloyd uncovers and decrypts the Blue Leaks documents. Tim Lloyd, thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks, Matthew. It's uh, it's great to be here. Thank you. So you released this article about two days ago about Blue Leaks, how the FBI tracks Bitcoin laundering on the dark web. Dude, there's so much in here. One, when it comes to the amount of information that was dumped on the internet, the FBI intelligence tracking Bitcoin money laundering and the privacy coin Monero, and so much more. First, can you do me a big favor and just summarize the article that you posted on Decrypt.co? Okay, sure. Uh, in the wake of the George Floyd protests, a cyber attack that was attributed to Anonymous hit Net Central, which was a web hosting center for police departments and intelligence fusion centers that exchange information between law enforcement agencies. They exfiltrated 270 gigabytes of sensitive but not classified data. And then they passed that data along to a so-called transparency collective called Distributed Denial of Secrets, which has picked up the mantle of WikiLeaks in a way. What this particular document shows is that the FBI's Washington field office has uh, collected intelligence 
they identified three or four different cases where dark net market actors, presumably drug dealers on the dark web, took their Bitcoin and converted it to Monero using an exchange called Morph Token. The FBI tracked these transactions using a proprietary tool, and they were able to track this flow of uh, dirty Bitcoins to the Morph Token exchange using this tool and cross-referencing it or integrating it with uh, Morph Token's uh, application programming interface or API. Can you explain first, what does dirty Bitcoins mean and why would somebody want to convert their Bitcoins to Monero? Dirty Bitcoins means their illicit origin. It means that their Bitcoins obtained from illegal commerce. In this case, they were most likely uh, drug trafficking transactions. The FBI report cited a case of 11 Bitcoin linked to the Apollon darknet market. This was in January 2020. So 11 Bitcoin at that time was worth uh, roughly around 80 grand. They sent those Bitcoin to, to Morph Token to convert it into Monero. The reason people want to convert their Bitcoin into Monero is because you break the chain. By, by chain hopping into Monero, the, the currency itself, it becomes impervious to to blockchain surveillance. Monero is an anonymity enhanced cryptocurrency using the, the FBI's technical definition. You're not able to surveil it. You're not able to track it. There's people in the Monero community who are trying to tell me that, no, no, you, there is a way to, to audit and track Monero transactions. But Tom Robinson of Elliptic is, says, no, it's it's impossible. You, there's no technology that can surveil Monero transaction. I'm not saying Morph Token is, but I'm saying the FBI report, even though that it's not a formal charge, you know, it's their high confidence assessment that Morph Token is facilitating crypto money laundering. Morph Token, I, I read in your article, is located in Panama. Why is that significant? It's significant because Panama has been a jurisdiction that has been synonymous with illicit finance really since the 80s. But that's just the regular financial sector. As far as crypto goes in Panama, there is no virtual currency regulation at all. There is no regulatory regime for crypto. The only thing the government has done is just to issue a warning to investors about you know potential fraudulent crypto schemes. So wrap up to this point. We have a leak of documents that is on the web that is supposedly unclassified inf information showing the FBI tracking Bitcoin transactions to Morph Token that exchanges cryptocurrencies into other cryptocurrencies, but majority of those exchanges going to Monero, which is a privacy coin. And the FBI is tracking this and they're getting that information from chain analysis. They're a non-government agency that tracks blockchain that sells that information to the government. Why should people in the crypto space care about this? Well, I don't want, first of all, I don't want to say with 100% certainty that they use chain analysis for this. Although it is my, you know, just like the FBI's paper, it's my high confidence assessment that even though the language in the report says proprietary, more than likely, there's a website that tracks government contracts. And, and what, what makes Chainalysis the leader in the pack relative to all other blockchain compliance tools is that it basically has a monopoly on government contracts with law enforcement agencies. Former federal uh, prosecutor who prosecuted a ton of drug cases in, in South Florida. I was at a I was at a money laundering conference, uh, the uh, Association for C Certified Anti Money Laundering Specialist Caribbean conference in December, and I was talking to him. He used to work at a somewhat prominent American crypto exchange. You know, I was talking to him about you know what's the difference between you know elliptic and chain analysis. He was like, well, in between. 
I had to choose between the two, I'm going to choose chain analysis because they're in, you know, they're in with the Office of Foreign Asset Control, OFAC. They're in with DEA. They're in with FBI. They're in with HSI. They're in with the whole federal law enforcement complex. So when the FBI says we use the proprietary tool, it's proprietary in the sense that they probably use the core chain analysis software suite, but they chain analysis help them develop their own sort of internal solution. So that's that's right. my logic. It doesn't mean it's right, but that's we're gonna take that statement back. We're gonna say that that we're assuming they use chain analysis. It's not confirmed, but back to my original question though, why should the crypto community care? Well the the crypto community should should care because if look, if you really want mass adoption, if you really want to see a a future for digital assets to flourish, you're going to need compliance. I mean, the, the the crypto utopian dream is really to, you know, to challenge sovereign money. And it's such a delusional sort of view to take on the world. And that brings up a couple of questions. And these are only your personal opinions. And this is something that you think about, something that you look into as a journalist. Wouldn't we, as the people... Now, I, I know that there is no crypto utopia, as you just said. I think it's all a fallacy and it's all a little bit naive. But wouldn't the people, since we're going all digital, want to try to protect some of our data, some of our privacy by utilizing maybe privacy coins like Monero or these other things because of the ability to 100% trace these transactions? Isn't this like a hedge against uh, fascism for the most part? Depends on the jurisdiction. In the United States... We live and operate under the assumption that there are safeguards in place and constitutional rights to protect us from uh, from descending into all-out fascism. And I'm sure that there are some contexts in this world where you know injustice is perfect. I mean, in the United States, where injustice is perpetrated, and maybe separate from legality, maybe maybe there's maybe there's a moral impetus for somebody to go dark. I mean, that's a but that becomes a philosophical question. And you're operating outside of you're operating outside of the bounds of the law and what's legal. Uh, so I'm not really going to weigh in on that because people are going to, you know, listen. And I don't know, you couldn't. It, Anyway, I'm not going to weigh in on that too much. But yeah, when we're talking about jurisdictions like Venezuela, when you're talking about jurisdictions like Iran, when you're talking about jurisdictions like the the one you you can't say or they're going to hate you, China, um, increasingly authoritarian, uh, totalitarian leaning regimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I would argue that the, the currency is, is necessary in, in those types of places. My obvious next question is, do you think that Monero and privacy coins like this should be taken down? And if you can't take them down because they're decentralized uh, blockchains, should you start arresting the people that are representative of them? For example, Monero, Fluffy Pony, go get them. No, 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 I, I, I don't think you can crack down on them. I think Let's look at the Encro chat takedown just briefly because I know we're short on time. Look at the Encro chat takedown in Europe. You know, this massive encrypted phone and device network that, you know, stored all it, it didn't register any SIM card or 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 phone to any customer account and it routed all traffic through its own servers, right? So this was increasingly being found by European law enforcement in big time organized crime cases. And what their solution was is they launched a cyber attack, a cyber attack on the phone network and they planted malware in there. And then they just 
they took over the whole network and busts were announced uh, on July 2nd is when Europol released the release. But now they've, they've arrested, I don't know, close to a thousand suspects throughout Europe. But my point is, is by using the EncroChat as an example, is that law enforcement has other tools at their disposal to, to out Monero users. I mean, they, they're more resource exhaustive. You know, you have to, if you catch an exchange operator in the act of, of committing a crime and you lean on him and say, okay, buddy, like either you get nine years in the feds or you let us plant a back door in your exchange. My last question is, what do you think about the censorship that's happening on social media platforms for this information, the blue leaks information? They have been taking it down, making it hard or inaccessible or just ghosting any users that are setting up ways for people to look at this information. What do you think of that censorship? People that are smart and savvy are still going to be able to find it. A lot of these links have been archived. If you really want to be adventurous, there are ways, I mean, there are ways to access this information on on the dark web. As far as Twitter, you have to understand, you have to understand their their position. I mean, we're living arguably in the most politicized uh, environment in this country since since the Civil War, right? To be to be a hundred percent honest with you, I mean, even writing even writing this story based on open source, unclassified information, I wouldn't say it's made me jittery, but I, it's just I, I don't feel like I can go around being cavalier about it because <laughs> it's it, this is this is serious stuff. When you when you report on stuff like this, you have to be responsible about it, and I just hope mm-hmm. I hope I'm being responsible about it. Right on, Tim. I think you are, and I think that these kind of stories need to come out so, well, the American people know about it. I appreciate you coming on and talking to us, and good luck, and I hope to have you back on the show to talk about more things, espionage, cyber criminals, and the underground world of the dark web. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. I just hope I haven't said anything too controversial. You know, I don't, I don't want to make anybody upset. (laughs) Absolutely not, man. And if anybody's listening to my show, that's always going to be controversial. That's the best conversations. Thanks, man. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate you. And in other news. Signal downloads surge in Hong Kong amid free speech crackdown. The encrypted messaging app Signal has seen huge increases in downloads in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is now enforcing a Chinese law that stifles free speech online and off. Hong Kong, which was leased to the UK for 99 years, that lease ended in 1997 and was given back to China. China then gave Hong Kong 50 years of a transition period before it would fall under complete Chinese rule. That was set to end in 2046, however, China has been trying to expedite the process. And as a result, the people of Hong Kong have been rising up to protect their democratic freedoms and liberties. Kyber Network has launched its long-awaited Catalyst upgrade alongside its new Kyber DAO. Less than 24 hours later, millions in KNC, Kyber Network token, has been staked. More than 18 million in KNC tokens staked in the first 24 hours. This allowed KNC token to hit all-time high prices on July 3rd. In full transparency, I own KNC token. I have interviewed Loy Lu, the CEO, and I have been to the Kyber Network offices in Singapore. And finally, 
In Venezuela, a local Bitcoin miner gets his ASIC miners seized. And for this story, we have decrypt writer Jose Antonio Lanz. Okay, so earlier this week, the National Guard of Venezuela seized um, 315 Bitcoin miners from a local entrepreneur who was trying to, to move his equipment or maybe even expand his farm or build a new one. The official version says that he failed to provide two basic documentations. One, driving permission that is imposed right now in Venezuela because and due to the lockdown by the coronavirus and people need a special permission to move from one city to another. And two, he was not registered in the official platform for that. When the government tried to make mining activities explicitly legal, he tried to control it and, and basically everyone who, who wants to mine Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency needs to sign in into what we call the RISEC, which is like the National uh, Registry for Miners and Cryptocurrency Traders. Thanks, Jose. So long story short, he didn't have a driving permit to drive in Venezuela since it's locked down because of coronavirus and he didn't have a permit to mine. Well, goodbye ASIC miners. And since we're on ASIC miners, what are ASIC miners? ASIC miners are application-specific integrated circuit. Now, what does that mean? For that, we have to start back in 2009 Bitcoin mining. And Bitcoin used to be mined with your CPU, but a CPU is not application-specific. It does a lot of different things and is doing it all at once. So therefore, its resources are kind of like balanced between different applications. Some applications will use more resources than others. And if it's using too much resources on one application, then it's going to have to slow down, ultimately bogging down your computer performance or your Bitcoin mining performance. After Bitcoin was using CPUs, they found that you can use GPUs or the graphics processing unit to mine Bitcoin. The GPU is almost like an application specific. It is there just to process graphics because graphics are very resource heavy. If you're playing video games or watching movies or anything that is flashing some flashy flashes on your screen, you're, it's gonna take a lot of resources. So that's why you have a GPU there. And they said, hey, you know what? We could mine Bitcoin with this. Well, they took that one step further and just made an application specific integrated circuit. They developed this just to mine Bitcoin. It's application specific. And that's an ASIC. And so an ASIC miner is a mining machine that is specifically designed just to mine Bitcoin. Well, that's all for our show today. Thank you very much for tuning in. And by the way, did you know that Decrypt has an app? Yeah. Go to Google Play or Apple App Store, type in Decrypt, and you'll see it right there. Five-star rated, very clean interface, set up for you to read your crypto news. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave a comment on this podcast. We will see you tomorrow.